Blog Talk Radio. Simulcasting on blogtalkradio.com to you. And, you know, we, we actually broadcast all over the world. I actually had a guy in, uh, uh, he was in uh, Japan at a uh, military base. And he actually sent me a message and said that he listens to the show. And, that, you know, it's one of his, like, uh, guilty pleasures. He's like, when I have free time, I check out your show. Uh, kind of made me feel good. So, you know, uh, we are live, the Madden Voice, show number 11 going to talk NFL, going to talk NFL football, going to talk quarterbacks a lot tonight, going to talk matchups, going to talk who is for real as we get through the season. When you start to get into November, you start to realize who's real and kind of who's not. Cream starts to rise to the top a little bit. You start seeing the one and two lost teams kind of edging up to the top. You start seeing some of the four and five lost uh, teams starting to drop down. So we're going to kind of we're going to go through those weeds and try to see as we go through the rest of the season who do we think's going to kind of stay there and who do we think is going to slip and fall. The other thing I might do tonight, I did a video last night for um, the Stephen A. Smith uh, first take, I didn't like it. I, I put it on Facebook. Didn't get a lot of reaction. I wasn't surprised. I didn't like the video. I think it's because I wasn't in my, I wasn't in my vibe. I wasn't in my, my flow. I wasn't with my energy. So uh, many of you know my good buddy LG he knows a thing or two about being on the microphone. He said, "Brother, you you gotta you gotta roll with it while you're on your show. That's when your your energy is up. That's when you're vibing." I'm like, "Yeah, he may have a point there." So at some point tonight. During my show, while I'm on the show, I might actually record another submission to the first take your take contest um, just to debate Stephen A. and Max, see if I can get on the show. Why not? Anyway, uh, I'm going to introduce my co-host and then all you people that are listening on uh, Facebook Live, I'm going to invite you to come over and check, uh, check us out. It's actually a live stream. You don't have to do anything but go to my Facebook wall, scroll down, click on a link, and whatever device you're on, it'll just start broadcasting right then and there. Cell phone, tablet, computer, uh, Apple Watch, uh, you know, whatever, smart TV, you know, whatever it is. You know, you'll, you'll hear, I, if, if, you, if you were close, I'd I do smoke signals, you know, so that you could listen to the show, but you can't do that. But anyway, if you just click on there, you'll be able to check out the rest of the show. So let me bring on my co-hosts. I'm actually going to do it differently tonight. I'm bringing them all on because we haven't all been on the show together in quite a while. So I have with me tonight JB, Dr. Train, and K-Star, all of us together for the first time in several weeks. Gentlemen, welcome to the Madden Voice. Check the tree, mother. 
<laughs> we back. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's good to be back. Man, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Woo! Looking forward to tonight's show. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so much. Before I sign off Facebook, I do want to acknowledge one person, the man who got married, the man who went on his vacation, uh, on his honeymoon. I'm sorry. Uh, Dr. Train, it is especially a pleasure to have you back since you was away on vacation the last couple of weeks on, on your honeymoon with your beautiful wife. I uh, just wanted to publicly say one more time, uh, hey, man, congratulations, but uh, welcome back. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Glad to be back. So it's good to have you back. Good to have you back. And okay, Star, you had some personal business last week. We hope everything uh, uh, worked out okay for you and your family, and it's good to have you back as well. Appreciate it. Happy to be back. All right. Super, super. All right. So if you're on Facebook Live, I appreciate the love. Thank you all so much. I'm going to be signing off because, as you can tell, you can only hear me. You can't hear my co-host. But if this caught your attention, if this caught your interest, just scroll down on the page, click on the show, and you can join us. And if you really, you know, if you want to call in, you know, we're more of a podcast. But, hey, we we take call-ins, too, 347-838-9525. I'll say that one more time, 347-838. 838-9525. You can call in and ask questions, or you can just call in and listen. So, again, Facebook, thank you much. Appreciate the support. You guys are the best. We'll talk soon. All right. Got a lot of Facebook Live, you know? I mean, I, you know, I, 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 people, I say, oh, wait a minute. There it is. Uh, there it is, like, replaying itself. I don't, I don't want to do that. Um, but you got to love that Facebook Live. I mean, it's um, – um, you know, I don't really like, you know, a, hey, I'm going to the bathroom and I'm going to put it on Facebook Live. I, you know, I don't really like that. But beyond that, um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It is, man. Did y'all see my whole family dabbing on Facebook Live? Yeah, I did, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Cracking me up, man. <laughs> I said, Dr. Train got some moves, man. I was like, go ahead. <laughs> Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Yeah. So anyway, um, the man who's been away the longest is Dr. Train, and to welcome him back, man, let's start with the Chicago Bears. Train, what a man. gift! What a gift! I mean, man, talk about a treat. What a get! What a wedding present Jay Cutler gave you. He actually, I remember one night. You know they have they have the specials, right? So you know, like like if I come out of retirement and go back on stage and do my stand up comedy that I haven't done in like like thirty years, you know they'll do like one night only. And coming to your neighborhood is, is is Big T or Mr T or Commissioner T or Terrible T. I got a lot of T names, but they'll say T is coming in. Oh my! And everybody will flock. Okay, well probably nobody will buy any tickets. But what I'm saying is they do the one night only, you know, events. One night only, mm-hmm. Pup looked like an NFL quarterback. <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he played, you know, I mean, he played like now, – now, now, the first question I want to ask you is, and I don't want to go, you know, I, I don't want to go to the end, but I'm going to go to the end uh-huh. at the beginning. Does this change anything in your book? I mean, I mean, I mean are you sitting there saying – 
Oh man, I may go get some of this Kool-Aid. Some good, this some good shit right here. I mean, this change anything after last night? Do you think that after he missed time, every, I don't know, he missed three weeks, or whatever he missed. Um, did he come back and say, okay, I'm about to lose this job, man? People talk about me. I better get on my, I better get on my game. Is, is this the beginning of a resurgence for Jay Cutler? Only slightly. Only slightly. Here's the here's, here's the thing, and this, this is why I say only slightly, and and and. and all you guys may agree on some on some time with me. Nothing is guaranteed in the NFL. And yes, you do know what you have in Jay Cutler, but at the same time I wanna see if he can actually season with eight straight games with some consistent play. If it's inconsistent then you just you just move on. Because there's it's not guaranteed that you're gonna find some in the draft, but you still need to draft a quarterback regardless of whether you keep him or not. The biggest issue with, with keeping Jay Cutler is really the money. He's just not worth his production. And mm. I think that's what it's going to boil down to. Like, we can't validate paying you this much when you can't even play up to the potential. And there are several other quarterbacks that are overpaid, but he's definitely one of them. Mm, mm. Um, one other question for you, Train. Was this good Jay Cutler, good game plan, or or bad Minnesota combination of both? Has Philly given us the blueprint for this team that was 5-0, and that was the last undefeated team in the NFC, um, actually in the NFL? And has Philly given us the blueprint now, and, and is Minnesota now on the way down? Well, let me first my comments by first saying I, get, I don't give any sympathy to injury. Understand this, because my team has been riddled. I don't want to hear nothing about they missing offensive linemen. We were also missing two Pro Bowl guards in our offensive line, but we look great. So, um, yeah, if you want to say a little bit of bad Minnesota, I, I suppose, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna give credit to Chicago. One, we got healthy on defense. We got a pass rusher back that we've been missing for a while. That's Pernell Maxey, and it shows. Hicks has been playing. Uh, his ass off since the beginning of the season, and now to have some other dogs on the line with him, you can see you can see the difference. Jay Cutler was very sad. Uh, I've seen that Jay Cutler before. It, it was nice to see it last night. It would be even nicer to see it for the remainder of the season. You never know. So mm. I just think Chicago played a really really good game. I mean, Cutler started off shaky. I mean. You can see the throws if anybody watched. But mm-hmm. finish strong. Everybody got on the same page. And uh, they, they now they see what they have in, in Jordan Howard. And for an offensive line that was missing is two starting guards, they played pretty damn well against what was supposed, what was supposed to be what is the top defense in the league. Okay. Okay. Um, JB, your thoughts on Minnesota? Have they ha, has the blueprint been laid out, and are they on their way down, or will they adjust? No, I, I think there's some, some adjustments that they can make, but um, they got to get healthy on the offensive line. That the offensive line is just body. If they can't get that fixed, then yeah, I would say they they would be on the down downward trend. That's really going to be their staple. If they can shore up that offensive line, I think they can figure things out. But if they can't, uh, we may have seen the best of the Vikings because. Uh, Bradford can't throw, make any throws from his back. I, I haven't seen a quarterback do that yet. So if they don't get that taken care of, they're in a world of hurt. 
K-Star, I'm going to toss you a softball. The Adrian Peterson impact on the Minnesota Vikings. They survived for a few weeks. Uh, are they now doomed without a, without a running game, without an Adrian Peterson in their backfield? Yeah, they're doomed regardless. Adrian Peterson would be a boost, but a small one. And the only reason why I say a small one is because that offensive line is in shambles. He couldn't get going early on in the season um, when he was healthy anyway. You know, that offensive line is ranked 31st in, uh, in, in yards per carry, um, and they're just not getting any push whatsoever. And then, you know, as we saw last night and we've seen the last couple of weeks, their tackles are being whipped every play. Uh, people are just running by them at this point. Jake Long, former first-round pick, is now basically a guy who should not be a starter in the NFL. He looks terrible. And like everyone said, I mean, they changed it. Can't protect they changed his last name. Yeah, yeah, Jake, Jake, Jake Short because he's got like one yeah, exactly. second. Yeah, because you got like one second to throw the ball. Um, but yeah, I mean the Vikings, the, the Vikings legitimately have an awesome team, but this is a fatal flaw. Offensive line is not something in which we should ever take lightly. We've seen how it does the wonders it does for the Cowboys. We've seen it derail seasons before through injury, and we're seeing it now for the Vikings. It's going to derail a really otherwise awesome team because you, if you can't protect the quarterback, if you can't run, if you can't do anything offensively, it's going to be really hard to compete. You know, and rely on your defense every game to do everything with you. Eventually, you know, they're not going to be able to, to shoulder that load. And you saw Jordan Howard run wild on them because they just had too many possessions against them. And that's exactly what's going to keep happening. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Go ahead, JP. No, I was, I was going to say, I, 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 just, I just wanted to add, for one, watching the Vikings, um, definitely in the whole Agent Peterson era, they've always been better at run blocking than pass blocking since Agent Peterson has been their running back. Uh, and their inability to run the ball does have, to me, has a lot to do with him not being there. That guy will get in the group the longer, the more touches he gets. He will figure it out. Neither, neither, the run, neither, neither of those running backs that they have in uh, Asiata and I forgot who the other guy was last night can do. The moment, Kenny? Yeah, but they, they playing last night, Ronnie Hillman. Oh, Ronnie Hillman, yeah. yeah it's, it's running back by committee at this point, but it really means nothing if you can't have the hogs up front doing what they're supposed to do. So you could you can have Barry Sanders there. And I'm not sure if it makes that much of a difference. Hold on now, hold on now. Barry Sanders, Barry Sanders ran with them there with no offensive line. Man. I don't think you can bring his name up like that. Well, yeah, this is all about the line by committee. For Minnesota right now, I don't think it matters if Adrian's there or not. And only only reason why I say that is because he was not, and you can look it up. He was not at all effective at the beginning of the year when he was running with them. I mean, and we haven't seen in any game this season where they've been effective running the football. So as great as Adrian is, I mean, you know, this offensive line is in that state of disarray, um, and, and we're seeing it play itself out. And you still got playmakers on the out. You got Stephon Days. You got um, what's that, Rudolph, the, the tight end there? You got to give you got to give Bradford some time, some protection, so he can get the ball out to the playmakers. If he can't do that, he's still not going anywhere. So whether you're trying to run block or pass block, makes no difference. Not going to get anywhere if you can't get the offensive line straight. Um, uh, Adrian Peterson wouldn't make a difference. Barry Sanders wouldn't make a difference. He played 10 years for Detroit, and I believe they went to the playoffs once. And the main reason he retired was because he got sick of losing. Um, he was a phenom. He got the yards regardless. That I agree with. But it wasn't enough. 
what would make a difference if you had Adrian Peterson and Teddy Bridgewater or if you had Barry Sanders and Teddy Bridgewater. Because now with, with that weaker offensive line and you put that dual threat running quarterback back there, you, you, you've got some options. And I'm not saying they would – I'm not saying that's the solution, but you can hide some of that offensive line flaws with a mobile quarterback. We see that throughout the league. Um, but, it, you know, Bradford, I mean, he, you know, he ain't Teddy Bridgewater. And, frankly, I think, Bre- I think Bradford is I – don't, I don't get what the infatuation was with him even at 5-0. and all. I mean, he got into a nice little groove and they got into a nice situation, but I didn't get it. I'm like, what has this guy done in his career where he's the darling of the NFL? I, 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 I don't understand it. I mean, I admire what Minnesota did. Their back was against the wall. Philly clearly said, we're going to go with Carson Wentz. And so it worked out for both teams. It was, it was a win-win trade for both teams, frankly. Um, but beyond that, I don't get what everyone sees so great about uh, Sam Bradford. He has done nothing in this there, league. There wasn't there wasn't anything great. His best game out of that whole series was against Green Bay. And I sat there and I watched watch, I literally watched Green Bay secondary constantly play seven Stephon Diggs one on one with no safety up top. It was stupid. It was the dumbest way to play a receiver that's been tearing you up the whole game and that's the reason why they lost. Because Sam Bradford didn't throw to anybody else. He had Stephon Diggs open almost on every play. You know, and so I would urge that, NFL that, fans. Finding them? I mean, you got to give him some credit. I mean, he he was doing what he had to do to get the team some victories. And when he got traded to, to Minnesota, he didn't even know the playbook. He got in there and he started pulling off some, a string of victories. So you got to give him some credit. I think, oh, as we've all before, I think the, the defenses have made adjustments, not to mention that line, of course, but I think defenses have also made adjustments to some of his strengths have been able to neutralize him. I will give you that, JB. To get traded, um, and, you know, and not and really only know part of the playbook and to get in there and get some wins. And I mean, he is a veteran, but I, I'll give you that. That's impressive. I will, I'll give, I will yeah. give you that. I, I was speaking more about though his actual on play talents. I've never seen him yeah. do anything noteworthy consistently where I felt like, wow. You know, this guy's got something. You know, he he, he he plays okay. He's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. And yet the media talks about him like, you know, well, if it wasn't for injury, well, injury's part of the game, bro. You know, I mean, if they Tom Brady, yeah, man, Tom Brady's had one major injury in his entire career. You know, there's a, and, and he's one of the greatest to ever play the game. You know, uh, you know, so – you can't separate it. Tony Romo's getting beat up because he's considered to be brittle. I can't debate that. I can't argue that point because he's always injured. You know what I mean? Michael Vick gets hurt a lot. Can't argue it. You know, Big Ben, he gets injured, but he's a, he's a warrior. You know, so you say, well, Big Ben gets injured, but he gets back in there like, you know, Big Ben's got a broken arm. Oh, he's playing next week. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, you know, you, you can't argue some of these things. Where, you know, where it's part of the game. So when you look at on-field performance, it matters. And, you know, I have never been overly impressed with Sam Bradford. I really haven't been. So what are we talking about? Third team? So, I mean, how many superstar quarterbacks are on their third team? Ain't many. (laughs) Is there any? Name one. I'm waiting. Somebody out there name a superstar quarterback that's on his third team. It, it, It don't happen. Second team? Okay. But third? 
Come on, man. The only so, superstar quarterback that ever went to three teams was Brett Favre. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and that was unique. That was unique circumstance. Uh, it was. It was. Never to be duplicated. Very that unique. Was, that was as much. That was as much Brett Favre playing games as anything else. And then you know, point counterpoint. Well, if you're not going to commit, we're going to trade you. And da, da, da. then he got he got his feelings hurt and said, "Oh, I get to go back and, and play for Minnesota and go against Green Bay." Okay, you know. Eh, but you're right, Train. That was that was a good one. But that's about it. So you pick a Hall of Fame yeah. super duper star. Uh, again, one of probably <laughs> top five ever to play the game, and I know we uh, we throw around top five all the time. He's a top five this and he's a top five that, but it's hard to talk top five all-time quarterbacks in the NFL and not have Brett Favre in the conversation. Okay, he's on somebody's top five list, and that's a rarity. But you're right. So I, I, I agree with the general consensus. I, I think it's fixable. I don't think they're going to fix it. I love Mike Zimmer. I, I think he's a phenomenal coach. We had him over in Dallas, and um, I've got a special place for him for all the years he coached over in Dallas, and he did such a great job. So I, I, I respect what Zimmer is doing. But, you know, at some point you've got to have, you've got to have the hogs. You've got to have the troops on the field to get it done. And you guys are right about the offensive line. Uh, no Bridgewater means, uh, to me, it's a downgrading quarterback to um, – to, to, uh, 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 um, Bradford, thank you. But you're a complete mental block on the dude's name. Um, no Adrian Peterson. You know, I, I think right now, even though they lost, even though, and we're going to talk about them a little bit, even though Aaron Rodgers, well, let's just jump right into this real quick because, you know, again, this, this year is really about the NFL quarterback. It's amazing. But this season, you know, with, with, when you look around, no disrespect to the Ezekiel Elliott's or the A.J. Greens or the Julio Jones, I'm sorry, Julio Jones of the world. Um, this season is really about the NFL quarterback. That's really the theme of this season. Um, and when you look at Aaron Rodgers, I mean, I'm going to ask Train, because Train, that's your division, bro. I mean, t- something wrong. I, with Aaron, I ain't talking I, about I the team. I'm talking about it's something just – I know he put 32 points up against Atlanta, okay? But come yeah. on. This guy had I, – I, what? what he had 32 Everyone seconds? does that at Atlanta. Right, well, yeah, but – okay, valid point. But just something, something ain't – if you look at his last eight, nine, ten games, man, this ain't the same dude. And I don't want to okay, hear it I'm, because I'm, I'm here. Because he went to won a Super Bowl with 16 people on injured reserve. So that ain't it. Just him. When you look at his the passes he's missing and the decisions he's making, something, something wrong, man. I mean, come on, Train. I know you a Green Bay hater, but you got football integrity. Come on, man. Something wrong. I have, I have football integrity. Uh, I have not watched a full game of Green Bay. I will, I will admit to really watch Aaron, Aaron Rodgers that, that book. So I want this them in the dirt, but at some point, teams do start to figure out, maybe there's something wrong with Aaron Rodgers. I guess the only difference is that I have zero pity for it, so I'm just like, uh, he'll figure it out, you know what I'm saying, if he's that, if, if he's that good enough to figure it out, because he has all his horses, the only person that got injured was Randall Cobb, hell, they ran through us like it was nothing, Joey Nelson didn't do anything, but hell, the other reserve receivers destroyed us, so... I, I, partly, I think some people are figuring him out. 
Mm-hmm. You can't. You, I, you, I, you, you, there, there are some of the games where I watch where he is getting pressure. He really is getting getting pressure in the pocket. So I don't know. I, I can't. I'm not going to say I can really put a put a full finger on it. JB, welcome back. Um, what do you think, man? We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I'm going by the eye test. You and I, especially. Uh, Jay, we always talk about the eye test when we're when we're talking a lot offline and stuff. Um, so, and, and I, I maybe I'm wrong, but when I watch him and I watched him, you know, kind of the end of last season and not going into this season, overall he he just isn't about the last ten twelve games. He just ain't looking like that four horseman that we always talk about. He just ain't there. I mean, and 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 I I don't believe it's supporting cast. It's just something ain't right with his game. Now, train, train is saying I might be right. He isn't watching as many of his games. But since he's happy about it, he don't really care. Cause, and I don't blame him. I, I got no problem with that. <laughs> I, I, I got no problem with that. I can't, I can't debate that. I can't, I, can't, I can't. Like if you said to me, what's wrong with Eli Manning? I'd say he's wearing a giant uniform. Why? Is there something else? I don't know. What, you, know I, um, you know what I'm saying? So I, I get you. I get you, Train. JB, but what do you think, man? I don't know how many games you've been able to watch or highlights, but do you, am I on to something here, or am I am I drinking too much of this water I'm drinking over here? No, and my phone just all of a sudden died on me, so I apologize for that. Um, no, no you, there's you, something definitely. There's something absolutely wrong, and and he even kind of fessed up to it in not so many words. He, he basically said it, it's on me, and it is because the 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 air rider that we've seen in the past has been sharp. He will throw the ball in, in a place that only Aaron Rodgers can place that ball. And at first I thought, well, he's got Jordy Nelson back. He's got his, his full threat of receivers. He's, he's got Eddie Lacy. He's got John Starks back there. Or, or, yeah, James Starks back there to back him up. He's got his full complement of weapons now. Maybe he's just pressing. Maybe he's just trying to do too much. Maybe he's listened to all the pundits say that there's something wrong with him towards the end of last year. But then I'm starting to look at him more and more and more, and something does not seem right with him. I'm not sure if he's if he's injured and it's an undisclosed injury nobody wants to know about, or is his mechanics just deteriorated? We talked about uh, quarterbacks and, and, and just NFL players in general hitting that wall. Has he hit that wall already? Not sure. But something doesn't look right, and I, I try to look at it from a mechanics perspective. I, I've not seen anything different in the past in terms of mechanics. Maybe it is the defenses that have, have caught up to what he likes to do and have finally figured out how to take away some of these looks that he has. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It could be a combination of everything that we're saying. But bottom line, this is not the Aaron Rodgers that we've seen with the discount double checks and all the celebrations and whatnot. There is something just completely off. Okay, Star, you're neutral on this topic. You could care less. What do you think? You know, I – I'm really not neutral in this because last season, watching him, I was starting to say that I felt that he may be a tad bit overrated. And the only reason why I said that was because we saw how bad and poorly he played down the stretch last year. And, you know, we we were spoon-fed the reason being that it was without Jordy Nelson. But when I was watching him, I was watching a guy who wasn't making the quick, easy throws and reads. He was a guy who kept trying to extend plays and, you know, have a Superman cape on uh, throughout the year. And I think we've been seeing it this year, too. I'm watching this guy, and um, he literally often 
he, he oftentimes just basically ignores the quick check down throw. You know, he's, he's doing too much. He is pressing. He's not taking the short, easy, quick, easy throws. Now he's improved um, in that aspect the last couple of games, you know. Um, but by and large, he's just been not going through his progressions and making reads. And, you know, Jordy isn't a guy this season um, yet anyway who is stretching or taking the top of the defense is like we're used to seeing. And so he needs to make these these harder throws and these tighter windows, and oftentimes he's passing them up. And he's rolling out and trying to, you know, again, do too much. And um, we've seen the Packers struggle because of it. And, again, I think that's why we've seen more of a quick throw uh, deployment the last couple of weeks with the Packers, and uh, we've seen a little more success. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there are, there are tapes where I believe Jaws was going through this as well, Ron Jaworski of, of ESPN. Um, a couple other analysts were also seeing the same things and that, you know, he just wasn't making the quick uh, the quick throw. Yeah, and, you okay. know. Can I just say one quick thing? Um, yeah. Even if he is pressing, I would never call this guy overrated. Come on, dog. Why? Why? Hold Aaron Rodgers ain't. He's not overrated. If you want to say he's struggling this season, I get it. Because no. I, I saw no, his no. struggles last season. I watched him in games last season. I saw his struggles. And it was definitely him not having all the horses he needed on offense. I've seen it oh. this, season, well, now. this season. And it's been more of a roller coaster than it has been of a consistency. So he is not overrated. You want to say Ro- he's struggling by a roller coaster, not overrated, a ro- man. A roller coaster ride is reflective of his inconsistency, and that's the problem. And we yeah, sit here and we so call. We call him four horsemen overrated. We call four horsemen. Yeah. Damn, I thought we yeah. were the Madden boys. Well, you've been playing hey, over 16. The name of the watch show. and play, man. Watch and play. Did I call the wrong number? All right, man. Let me, let me finish. When you see this guy, this guy, which, by the way, it's all relative, right? As far as overrated, you have to remember there are a ton. I mean, a ton of people who have said the last couple of years. This guy's better than Tom Brady. There are a number of people who once called this guy the best player, not even quarterback, in the NFL. So, yeah, you're damn right he's overrated. You're telling me a guy for wow. over 15 games is that inefficient oh, offensively? Wow. And now this season he has his guys back. He has his horses back. But guess what? It's still a roller coaster ride, and it's a roller coaster ride because the man is turbulent in his play? Yeah, he's being consistent being inconsistent this season. To me, he's overrated, and I'm sticking to Hey, that. listen. Hey, before we lose listeners, this is not the Twilight Zone. You actually heard Dr. Train defending Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you did. I know. I, I know. This is the Madden voice. But Dr. Train was defending Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he was. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more on Train's side, man. I ain't ready to jump to the overrated. Um, you, can't, you can't dismiss his entire career for – you know, eight, ten, maybe twelve, maybe twelve games. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm going back about three quarters of a season, and I'm saying three quarters of those games he ain't look like himself. Um, I'm not. I, I think I think overrated is is way too much uh, um, of a conclusion based on that. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I'm saying he's not looking like himself. And I'm saying that, I mean, I still think that 75% of Aaron Rodgers is better than two-thirds of the quarterback in the NFL. Um, you know, and they're four and three, uh, you know, with, with, you know, no running game to speak of at this point, with, with, with no running backs and the hobbled running backs, um, and him not playing to the ability we've seen him play to, and yet they're one game out of first place in their division. So uh, that speaks to what he's still able to produce. So I won't go that far. Um, but I will say he don't look right. Um, 
You know, so something, something is off. I don't know if he's injured. What comes to mind is two things. Injury does not come to mind, but it could be. But what comes to mind to me is two things. One, he ain't practicing. Now, I think we would know that. So I'm going to say that's probably not the case. But that's what comes to mind is during the week, he's not practicing. And then he's trying to, you know, be his old self. But without, you know, you got to practice. I don't care how, I don't care. I mean, unless you're Tom Brady, I guess. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, but but everyone else, everyone else has to practice. So that's the first thing that comes to mind. So maybe there's an injury and the rest of them during the week. I don't know. I'm speculating. It's all speculation. The other thing, though, is something in his head. And I'm leaning more towards that. And I'll give you guys an example that you might remember. There was a quarterback down in Houston a couple years ago that everybody thought was pretty good. Had him in the same category as a Matt as a uh, Matt Ryan and and uh, some of these other second tier quarterback happened to also be named Matt. Matt. That was Matt Schaub. Yeah, and everybody thought he was pretty good. He had Arian Foster. By the way, by the way, I finally won both my fantasy games in the same weekend, first time all year. But anyway, don't don't listen to me fantasy football this year because I because I suck. I'm the only guy in the history of fantasy football that drafted two players that both retired. During the season, okay? no one does that except me. Okay, nobody except me. Adrian, uh, 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 Andre Johnson and Arian Fox both retired. I'm an idiot. I'm a moron. Okay. When it comes to fantasy football, listen to nothing I say this year. I am disqualified from talking about fantasy football this year. I got nothing. If you listen to me, I guarantee we'll lose. Okay, hear me now. We'll lose. Don't listen to me. I'm telling you now, listen to K-Star, listen to JB, listen to Doc. As soon as I open my mouth, change the channel, flip on another show, and listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about, okay? Mute me when I talk fantasy football. If I tell you who to draft, draft the other guy. Don't draft who I say, okay? Anyway, that said, um, Matt Schaub um, was a guy that was – I never really cared for him, but the general consensus was he was pretty good, okay? You know, Houston, you know, he did playoff appearance here in the area. Uh, Adrian uh, – uh, uh, Foster was his first name. Um, one just retired. Aaron, Aaron. Aaron Foster and Andre Andre Johnson. Two. Well, Andre Johnson's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't think Foster is, but he was pretty good for a couple for a few years there. Um, and Shab was pretty good back there for that team. And then, if y'all remember, he he got into this little bit of a slump, and he kept throwing pick sixes. Now you're not seeing it, you know. Um, Aaron Rodgers, all these A names are screwing me up. Andre, Aaron, A, Aaron, okay, screwing my, screwing, screwing my flow out with all these A names, okay? Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't doing that and playing to that level, but he's making mistakes. And back when Matt Shaw did it, it wasn't, it was like, wow, you know, he threw a pick six. And the next thing, oh, he threw another one. You know, he's thrown three in a row, and it got to like six games where he kept throwing pick sixes, and he never recovered. He never recovered. Now, I don't even know if he's in the NFL. If he is, he's a backup somewhere, sitting on a bench, holding a clipboard, you know, passing out Gatorade. Um, but – and I'm Houston, at, I think. Still, I don't think I he's think, still in Houston. Yeah, I think he went No, I thought he circle. went to the Raiders. He, oh, he came back? Yeah. Yeah, good job. No, I, I, think, I think he went full circle. He's back with Houston. All right. Internet says Falcons. That's what you. Okay. Oh, yeah, now that's full. Now that's full circle. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So so, um, but he's done. I mean, he, he's done. 
You know what I mean? I mean, you know, he, he you know, and, and I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm just saying it comes to mind. So let's, let's watch the season play out and let's keep our eye on one. I mean, he's our four horsemen. We got, we, we have four horsemen here and, um, you know, it was funny. One of the quarterbacks, one of, I'm sorry, one of the, um, commentators, which I'm listening to less and less, but one of them said, you know, the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks in the NFL is Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and Ben Roethlisberger. And I'm like, yeah, we know. Because we call them, you know, y'all just changing the name. But those are our guys. You listening to the show and stealing our guys. I don't particularly care for that. I'm going to walk on the show. I'm going to slap you in the mouth. Um, but it, but anyway, um, I would also recommend that when you're watching football, don't listen to the commentary because sometimes they don't know what they're talking about. Really, seriously. I mean, really don't know what they're talking about. It's disgusting. It's the, you know, fans make your own conclusions, make your, sometimes they're just wrong. I'll give you, I'll give an example. Then we'll get back to, to the next quarterback topic, but it, the Cowboys game against uh, the Eagles, uh, Barry church went out and unfortunately Barry church is going to be out for, for a few weeks with a broken forearm. Um, but they said JJ Wilcox is in there and he's played a lot of games and you know, no, they're not going to miss a beat, you know? Well, no, they, JJ <laughs> uh, Wilcox can't cover, can't cover his nose. Okay, he he's pretty good tackler, you know. He's pretty good when you put him up in the box. But if you play single high safety and he's at safety, they're vulnerable. Barry Church is a much better coverage safety than J.J. Um, Wilcox. That's why Byron Jones is starting over J.J. Wilcox because it was J.J. Wilcox and Barry Church. And then Byron Jones, who played corner, was moved back to free safety. Okay? Oh, I'm sorry, strong safety. So I'm like, you don't know it was uh, Chris Collins. Like you don't know what you're talking about. That's not true. There he never problem. knows what he's talking about. Hey, you have to listen to that dude. I stopped. I stopped listening to him. That guy. Yeah. Hold on. You know we we you don't like Collinsworth? Is that what I'm hearing? That's what I just said. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's that's what we just. Said. That's. That ain't the move. That's not the. That's I just, not the side. I just give you a specific example. Yeah. yeah. Give me something one that. Exa- okay. So so these guys. Well, here, here's what I'll say. I agree mostly with that, but Collinsworth is actually one of the few good ones. Now, that's not to say that these guys are prone to making mistakes. They are human. But by and large, Collinsworth does know what he's talking about. He's really good at actually breaking down plays and, 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 and throwing you know, his analysis out there. But, yeah, I mean, clearly misinformation put out there in that regard. But, I mean, come on. Collinsworth's solid. I would rather listen to him than Phil Sims, to be honest with you. Um, I'll listen to him than Phil Sims. Phil Sims like is the worst. Yeah, nah, that that's my take. I think I, I with with uh, K Star, I I agree with where you're going. I, I actually enjoy listening, to him, but just not with that one. Barry Church is is really the heartbeat of that uh, that secondary for Dallas. So if he's out, I don't care who else you're talking about on the team. You're gonna feel his loss. He he's the enforcer of that secondary. He is the heartbeat of that secondary. He misses a play. He misses a series. You know he's not there. Well, it goes even yeah, deeper than that. that. It's a, there's a there's a skill set difference between Barry Church and J.J. Wilcox, and it's significant, which is why Wilcox comes off the bench and was replaced by um, a second-year uh, starter in Byron Jones, who was moved to safety to take 
take over that veteran spot. Now, come on, man. You you as an analyst, you got to know that. You got to at least know that this this guy comes in off the off, you know out of the draft and he's in his second year and they moved him into a safety position to replace this veteran. You, you got to. I mean, I get it. They're not going to be perfect. But come on, you got to know that if you're covering the game. You know. You know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, but Troy Aikman's better than all of them. So, but anyway, um, let's talk about. My favorite quarterback, Cam Newton. He's at it again. Um, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with K Star on this one because K Star missed yeah. the show where we ripped him apart for his his latest post game. You know, a couple weeks ago, you know his 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 latest pouting. You know, you missed that show. He was up there pouting again. You know, and he, and he walked off. You know. You know, I, you know, just the same old. I, I'm a sore loser, and I don't apologize for it. Just that same old garbage that is inexcusable to me. That's not a leader. You know, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. But now he didn't do that this time. Can't get on him. He stood up there, and they won. And he complained, and he's saying, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair, and I'm getting hit. You know, I'm getting hit too much. They're not calling it. You know, and 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 and, and this is what really got me. Not fun anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry. He, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> hey, K Star, this is your boy, man. This is, you had him in the Hall of Fame like three years ago. Um, do you support his statements? Yep, sure do. This is a guy oh, that okay. hasn't had a roughing the penalty uh, accepted for him since 2014. This is a guy in which, on a per rate basis, apparently is 11th for uh, most calls, or at least called, rather, uh, roughing the passer or, or legal hits to the quarterback. And, you know, we can make jokes about his attitude and, and, and everything else, but, guys, have you seen the ratings of the NFL lately? How have they good? Do you know who, what Cam Newton is to the NFL? A star. Better start treating him like one because he does have validity in his complaints. He doesn't get those calls. Not not enough. I mean, let me Let me – on Let me ask you. Below his legs, that was, yeah, that, yeah, that, was, was that, that was valid. You're right. He he should have got that hit. That was an illegal hit. We saw Tom Brady get hit very similarly and was out for the season several years ago. Absolutely, that yeah. is the Tom Brady. No doubt about it. Yep. But let me. I'm gonna ask you, K Star, because there's a reason. The reason I asked you, okay, I asked you for a reason. Not just because I set you up a little bit here, okay. Not just because he's your guy, but because you have one of the toughest quarterbacks to ever play the game, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, who gets hit just as much as Cam, who is a mobile, agile running quarterback too, comes out of the pocket, runs for the first down. You know, tough, tough guy gets hit. Like I said in the beginning, breaks his arm, comes back, plays the next week. And I and I'm serious. I have all the respect in the world for Big Ben. I'm sorry, did I miss the press conference where Ben got up there and complained about the hits and 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 the calls? Because when I looked at that, and I don't have it in front of me, but he has just as many no calls. In the time frame that they're looking at him as Cam does, if, if not more, if not more, this call. I haven't heard Ben not one time in a press conference after a game get up there and complain, talk about I'm going to talk to the commissioner, and it ain't fun anymore. What's 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 up? That's, that's your, I ain't heard any of that. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, these guys have different personalities, but you know, in this regard, what's good? A leader. The four horsemen. He's a superstar at the highest level in this league, man. Okay? 
two-time Super Bowl champion. He didn't do it. Why is it okay for him? Again, you know, he's a guy that doesn't have that type of personality. But it's important, and the discussion still needs to be had because this is something in which, I mean, Steeler fans have been saying this for him. You know, the guy doesn't yeah, get yeah. called enough penalties for him. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. right, right he, he doesn't right. get those flags either. But the discussion yeah. still needs to be had. It's going yeah, to take a superstar to raise it. That's not going to do it because that's just not personality. Could it be, could it be, could it be that, you know, we didn't hear this from Cam Newton last year when he was dabbing at 15-1. and one. We ain't did we? You know, I brought this up last year. What I say? I told you guys. I said he better next year when he comes out here and plays and he runs it because the NFL's going to adjust. He ain't going fifteen and one again. Okay. I told. I said I'll find the tape. I said he better. He better have the same humility. So far, I, I, I don't see. He pouting after one game. Now we talking about it ain't fun anymore. Could it possibly be it ain't fun because you're two and five? not so fun when you're losing, is it? You can't dab and break dance and pop and lock and spin on your head now. Now it ain't fun? Come on, man. Wait, listen, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is this man has all the talent in the world, okay? Yeah, uh, talent-wise, talent-wise, there is no one more talented at that position. Okay, he can do it all. He can make every pass. He can run. You know, he can sit in the pack in, in the pocket and make all his reads. He is an immensely talented quarterback. He has great looks. He's got a great poise. Of course, when he's winning and doing well, he interviews and looks good. But what's wrong with the other side of that equation? Why is that still missing? Why do you get up there and do what? Come on, man. You ain't the only one getting hit back there. Tony Romo's out every other game because he gets it back there. He ain't complaining one time. <laughs> Big Ben ain't complaining. Ain't nobody else complaining. Quarterbacks get knocked out of game. Freaking Alex Smith. No one's complaining. Cam Newton, biggest quarterback in the game. He got to get up and say it ain't fun no more. I'm going I'm to talk to Commissioner Goodell. I'm going to talk to the commissioner. You know, I'm going to talk to him because something got to change. Come on, man. What I'm trying to tell you guys and all the listeners out there is Cam Newton needs to chill. Okay. You, he's blowing it. He's blowing it. He has the opportunity to be to take the mantle from Brady and Breeze. Okay? Those guys are kind of they're, – they're, they're, they're it when you look at quarterbacks, right? Peyton's retired. Brady, Breeze. Rodgers is still in the conversation. Don't get me wrong. But Cam Newton – has the opportunity to be the man in the NFL, bar none. We, go, we can get more tired of seeing him than we have been of seeing Peyton Manning over the last five years. He's got that opportunity, plus he's got an immensely talented team that could, that could have dynasty-level implications. It ain't going to happen with this athlete. I promise I told you all that last year, and K-Star didn't agree with me. Just seeing what's happening this year. Kelvin Benjamin's back and all that, and Jonathan Stewart and all. They two and five, bro. And his attitude sucks. Better do something about it. Hey, man, you complained after a win. Yeah. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? What? What? You complained after a win. If you would have been on after a loss, it would have, you know. He complained. Come on, man. What's the complaint? Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. If no one ever complained to, to, to it, if if no one ever complained to HR 
about working on, on holidays. No one will ever have holiday pay day off, right? You know, it, it needs to be brought up. You know, and a lot of these guys in the NFL are yes men. Cam's not. He's a different personality. Blow it out your ass. It's a valid, no, it, it's a valid discussion. It's a valid discussion. <laughs> the discussion wasn't valid. What I said was for him to come after the game and to tie that into why he's not having fun and he doesn't feel safe anymore is ridiculous. Quarterback safety is a discussion whether Cam says something or not. It's already being discussed. They've already made rules. We've already had conversations about how you breathe on a quarterback and there's a penalty. It's been a topic of conversation for the last several years. So there's nothing more he can do to add to it. He mad because he ain't getting no calls. Valid point. But when you do it like he's doing it and you tie it into I'm not having any fun and I don't feel safe, you don't feel safe. Six foot six, 260 pounds, you don't feel safe. You felt safe last year when you were running people over. You felt safe then, but now this year you get a little concussion, and I'm not downplaying the concussion. I'm downplaying his decision-making <clears throat> on that. I don't know what the hell he was doing. You weren't in the end zone yet. You pretty much stopped. A little arrogance there, if you don't mind me. And he got mollywopped, got a concussion. Now he comes back, gets an illegal hit they didn't call. He's right. Oh, but now you want to tie all that together. That's my problem. Is it valid? Yes. Is the delivery a problem? Yes. Separate it. Go talk to your head coach. Go talk to your general manager. Go talk to your owner. Hey, we got a problem here. Can y'all do something about it? Because they're the ones that are sitting on competition committees. They're the ones dealing with the front office, not you. You get up there at the end of a win or a loss and complain like that, and you're the face of the league? Come on, man. Come on, man. It, you know, it ain't, it ain't working. It ain't working. Yeah, that, that I have to agree with. Um, we'll see. I think, I think his points are valid. I think he does. And, and when he's getting hit illegally, I'm seeing a lot of these times it's within the pocket, not always when he's scrambling. It's when he's within the pocket. So his choice of words and, and his timing on it, uh, not, not a good play. This point is valid, but I agree. I think that's something that coaches, general managers, owners need to step up and get in front of that. Let him continue to focus on the field. This is something that's going to be discussed off the field, even though it is about what happens on the field. Let the other folks handle that. You go out and handle your business the best way you know how. Valid point, just a bad delivery. I agree with that. I bet he gets the calls and that's our next week. Yeah, but he does. You know, it, that could go either way. You could get more attention and get the, or it could go the other way where, really, you think you're going to tell us how to do our job? Yeah, okay, bro. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. All right. Speaking of Big Ben, man, hey, give us the update on Big Ben. When is he going to be back? What's the status? And, you know, I, you know will he be back in time to save uh, the Steelers' season or what? Um, so – Big Ben original timeline was four to six weeks. Uh, he had missed the Patriots game, of course, and we had a bye week, so that's two. Uh, today he was uh, practicing, and apparently he practiced yesterday as well. They Apparently he's politicking to Tomlin to play this weekend, which would be a couple of weeks before he is supposed to. Um, so there's a chance that he plays this Sunday, uh, which is a big game at Baltimore. And um, I'm not sure if he plays or not. I mean, of course, the, the fan of me wants to see him out there. It gives us the best chance to win, that's for sure. But 
you know, what's the opportunity cost? I mean, I don't want it to, you know, he's not, he's at an age now at 34 to where you can't just rush these things because it may shape some years off of your career and we need you for the long haul. So whatever happens, I hope that it's done, you know, with, with all data points considered. Um, However, I, I would lean to say he's not playing this Sunday. I would I would just say I don't think so. But I mean, you know, the guy's full of practicing, so it's just you know, fifty fifty ball essentially. Um, you know, I don't think that if he misses this Sunday, that a necessarily we, we're going to be a shoe in for a loss. Certainly will hurt our chances significantly. But um, even if you know, the Steelers are two games up on the division. Um, within the, within the division, so Big Ben, you know, would have missed this upcoming game, lose, uh, and he would be come back next week. We're still we're still right in the driver's seat uh, and have full control of the division. So I don't think we're by any means in trouble. You 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 don't think you're in trouble if you don't if he doesn't play against the Ravens in the division game and you lose, and now you're four yep. and four and the Ravens are four and four and. You're both one and one in the division. You don't think that could be a problem. You don't think that's why he's politicking to get out there and play because he realizes this is kind of a, you know, we're half, we're at the halfway point and yeah, y'all need this division win. Your your your, your division is tight, man. I mean, minus Cleveland, man, it's it's tight. Yeah, I don't get I don't get your analysis that it you know, you, you know, you're, you're well, a tight. You're not you're not the Patriots, man. You guys, it's a tight division right now. This is a division, though, where when Big Ben is playing, the Steelers are heads and shoulders of the best team within that division. I, I mean, won't disagree with that. Lost four straight, I, won't, you know? I won't disagree with that at all. That's why I, you're making my point. That's why he's like, yo, I need to get you out there. You're saying. Well, Man, since you don't want to be the Steelers fan, let, let me be the Steelers fan because you sound so <laughs> wish-washy making out with us. You're making out with a dish rag. Look here, man. If that dude is healthy, he needs to play. Because without him, y'all don't have a chance, and you know this. So I wouldn't be politicking for, I hope he take a rest this week, and then we got to buy, and then he come back the next week, and we all good. Damn that. If Big Ben can go, he needs to go. Because without him, y'all ain't going nowhere. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. You know, but, again, the preface to everything I said was that timeline, right? He's he, he's two weeks ahead of schedule, and I don't know if he's two weeks ahead of schedule because he's a fast healer or because he's just, you know, trying to gut his way through, you know, through it himself and play before he's ready. Um, Can the real K-Star please stand up? <laughs> hey, man, look, I, I'm just saying, bro, there's a huge opportunity cost, and this division isn't as strong as it used to be. So if we were to lose this game, which would – yeah, this division is not nearly as strong as it used to be. Cincinnati is not playing well. Uh, Baltimore, again. They're not playing well. The, the fact that it's close means it's strong, son. No, it doesn't, it's, it's a son. It means Big Ben has been been out. It is what it is. We crushed okay. Cincy. Baltimore's lost four straight. Who's a threat? Hey, remember, you played them twice, okay? Not once. I understand that, but has Cincy given you any confidence to say that this is a team that can contend? I mean, uh, yeah, 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 they can still contend. It's a division game. You played them twice. Yeah, if things that happen the first time don't always happen the second time. You should know that more than anything. They're gonna beat each other up all the way down the stretch. This is no different than any other year where you got Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Baltimore, all of them beating each other up. 
it's a fight to the finish. So really, with that division, personally, throw the records out because those three teams right there are always in the hunt. They are always in the hunt for it. I agree historically, but I'm not seeing – listen, Cincinnati is a negative 22-point differential this year. They've been getting pounded by good teams, just destroyed. And Baltimore, again, this is not a good team either. They've lost four straight. Flacco's playing terrible. I mean, yeah, of course, anything can happen, but I'm not seeing – of any player that's walking through the door and change their fortunes. For the Steelers, it's Big Ben. And can we stay afloat without him? Probably not. You know, uh, we came for one game. We came for one game. But as long as he plays next weekend throughout the season, we're going to win the division. I, I, have no con- or I have no no concern at all with, with that being the case. But, I mean, yeah, he's healthy playing, for sure. They know more than anyone else does, the medical staff. They just need to be smart with it. But you got a tight division – isn't this a divisional game coming up? You'd want him out there if, if he can get yeah, out there and play. Baltimore. Yes. No yes. If he can I'm get out there and play. You, everybody has proved the point for you. You need him out there. There's no such thing as, oh, we'll give him another week. No, that's too tight of a decision to even give another week for him. He's your X factor. Get him out there if he's healthy enough to play. So, so, so what if he comes out and gets hurt because we rushed him too quickly? Oh, my just God. Saying. Did you really just say that? I mean, I think last year, to, to Train's point, I think we all questioned, including UK Star, um, why would they have had Ben on the bench in the first place? You put your guy in, it gives you the best chance to win the game. If he can't play, then he can't play. But to, to dress him and then put him on there as the backup, I mean, that's just, you know, this is, this is I mean, yeah. you know, let me, let me put it that. to you this way. Yeah, let me put it to you this way, and we're going to get to Cowboys in a second, but you know, the reason Tony Romo ain't playing is because Dak Prescott is winning. I assure you, I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, I don't give a, I don't give a damn what anybody says. If the Cowboys were 3-4 and four or 4-3 four and three or struggling, Tony Romo would have played against the Eagles. They would have got him back. They would have, all this, he ain't ready and all that crap. They talking about, like, uh-huh, yeah, I know what you're doing. Yeah, I get it. You want him 100% because you're winning. And you really don't know what you're going to do. So, hey, so, so the point is, you, you guys don't have Dak Prescott. You got Landry Jones. You're 0-2 yeah. without Ben back there. You're 4-3. Yep. And you got a big division game coming up. If Ben can play, he needs to play. 
Just yeah, saying, I, I, don't yeah. crap. I don't want to see the crap where they dress them and he and not start anymore. I'm 100 percent in agreement with that. Yeah, man. It, yeah, if he can play, he needs to play. If he can't play, put on a baseball cap, hold a clipboard, put on a headset, and help us out. If you can play, yep. put on your shoulder pads, your delmet, and your shoulder pads, and get on out there and play. And, and you know, this ain't this NFL, baby. It ain't about what if. No, you go out there and play. If you get hurt, you get hurt. You deal with it. You can get hurt. You be 100% and get hurt. You, if you can play, if you're medically cleared, you get out there and play. And, and medically cleared don't mean 100%. Medically cleared is like 70%. You know what I mean? And, and they evaluate, you know, okay, what is the risk of furthering the in- injury? And in many cases, they'll say, well, how much pain can you sustain, bro? Because you can't hurt yourself anymore, but it's going to hurt. You know, that knee's going to hurt. That ankle's going to hurt. That whatever's going to hurt. So can you, you know, I know what Ben is a knee. It's going to hurt, but you're not going to hurt it anymore. Can you play? And we know Ben, that's one thing I can't, I got to say, when it comes to toughness, there's none tougher in the NFL than Ben. So Nah, there really isn't. Yep. So I, I think if he can play, that ain't he got to play. That's all I'm about to say about that. So, yeah. Um, let's touch on my Cowboys. We spent a lot of time on it last week because it was just the brothers doing the show. So we was able to do what we want because we can do it because we did it, and that's what we wanted to do. Um, we won't do that this week. That's why I decided to delay the Cowboy part of this show for an hour because I figured, okay, people probably heard enough about this. But, but, but. I, I I I I do need to touch on the fact that the Cowboys are are six and one, uh, number one in the NFC, uh, and, and and of course number two in the NFL as far as um record goes, only two the great uh, Tom Brady and New England Patriots. How about them Cowboys? You know, and I, I have to enjoy the fact that they are six and one, and number one in the NFC. How about them Cowboys? I have to enjoy the fact that they have a two-game lead in the NFC East. How about them Cowboys? You know, and all the haters out there that are waiting for something to happen, you know, hey, that's your business. But they're 6-1 right now, okay? And they're number one in the NFC, okay? But the question remains is I, I haven't asked you guys in a while. Me and Jay chopped this up pretty good last week. But the question is still the same question on the table. Uh, when Tony Romo is healthy, would you give him back the starting job of the Dallas Cowboys? Dr. Train, you can go first. Man, I've been saying the same thing for the longest. Uh, and it's going to be saying the same thing. I'm always on team, on team Prescott. I look forward to it to the day he actually takes over the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think that is today. And uh, he has not shown me enough. Uh, that he can push the ball down the field with an aerial attack if needed. I know that Tony Romo can do that. I saw what he did with the team when y'all was able to successfully run the ball. You have a better running back now than you have been. You have a better defense now than you have then. You know it's a different story when he gets to the playoffs. Tony Romo is the guy. Okay. All right. Uh, K-Star. You agree yeah, train's train? crazy. No, no, not even a little bit. Here's why. So, so with Tony Romo, we're we're assuming that if he were to come back, he would be the Tony Romo we once saw. Here's the problem. I mean, this guy is hurt. Like the guy's coming off a back injury, right? Like this isn't a guy who's had plenty of reps like uh, some others who have come back because off suspension. You know, we don't know that he can still deliver the ball with that touch down the field. Um, you know, with with that degree of consistency. What we do know, however is the Cowboys have 
have the consistency under under Dak and, and winning and having that run game be even stronger than it was um, back in, in Romo's time. And a lot of that is to do, and I don't think this is talked about enough, um, is that Dak's ability to run the ball and run those keeper options is is holding another defensive line and and uh, keen on on Prescott taking another defender away from the box for Elliott. You know, Romo can't do that. So what you have with Dallas is the reason why they're not going to throw the ball down the field. They always have third and short, baby. It is what it is. They can't – the Cowboys' offensive line is so terrific. And when you add in the element of that running game and efficiency with, with Dak, they're not going to be in those spots. You know, I mean, penalty withstanding, they're not going to be in those positions. And to be fair, we talk about, you know, we haven't seen this from Dak, that from, that from Dak, you know, in terms of throwing down the field. Well, he's been without Dez up until recently, you know, up until, what, this past Sunday. So how do we really know? Who was really their field stretcher? Bryce Butler? I mean, that's what we're going to hang our hat on as the measuring point of if you can get the ball down the field. I mean, no one's taking that seriously. We saw him get the ball to Dez. We saw him make some fantastic throws to Dez. And we saw him make, make some mistakes. But more often than not, we've seen that run game be – amped up because of Dak's ability to, to hold the ball himself and take that another defender out of the equation, a la Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, back a couple of years ago. they got to keep Dak in. All right, we got one for Romo and one for Dak. JB, have you changed from last, last week? Nope, my, my stance is still the same. You keep riding with what's hot. Dak is in there. He is winning ball games. He is playing well. He did not play well against Philadelphia, but he was able to still pull it out, which really adds another feather in the cap, in my opinion, because he did not play a perfect game or anything resembling perfect, yet he was clutch when he had to. And with, with Romo, obviously, that's your franchise quarterback, but there's a rhythm that they have right now, and Dak is the one that's doing it. And I think you keep him in there, you – Continue to milk this as long as you possibly can. And if for whatever reason Dak starts to not play well, have a catastrophic collapse or gets hurt, then you have Romo to, to fall back on. But right now it's one of those old cliches. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we got two for Dak and one for Romo. And then we've got me. And to remind the fans and my colleagues a week ago when me and JB chopped it up, I was I was on uh, the Romo bandwagon. I went out, hung out with Cuz Fifth Letter, uh, DJ Fifth Letter, cousin of me and JB's. Hung out with him uh, Friday night. I met this 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 guy. He might be listening. I told him about this show. If he's listening, he's an idiot. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> well, he was. He was an idiot, man. He, you know, sometimes people get they don't, he don't know me. He got all touchy. You don't touch me, dog. I don't know you. We got talking football, and then we didn't agree, and then he, like, tries to touch him. Dude, don't touch me, man. I don't know you. You know, why do dudes do that? Not – well, certain dudes do that. I, I'm not going to say which one, but certain dudes want – don't touch me. But anyway, I digress. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I digress. Anyway. Um, don't touch me, bro. And his boy came over to him, came over to me, and he said, hey, is this guy bothering you? I said, I ain't bothering me. You know why? He's standing, ain't he? If he was bothering me, he'd be laid out. So, no, he ain't bothering me. You know, I, I was a little irritated. But anyway, let me get back to the main topic. He was for Prescott. I was for Romo. It's 
pretty much the JB, you know, the chemistry and all of that, and I get it. And, and my, my argument last week was when it comes to chemistry, I think it's a big misnomer that for some reason if you put in the returning Tony Romo, you interrupt chemistry when Romo has won and played successfully with these very guys. The only one he hasn't won with is Zeke. Everybody to a man on that offense has played and won many games with Tony Romo. So why people are saying chemistry as if Romo is Mark Sanchez is is amazing to me. Secondly, this team and this scheme is Romo's. This is Romo's scheme. As I said last week, I've seen this video before two years ago. I've seen this script, okay, and what, Zach, what Dak is doing is what we saw Romo do two years ago, and, and the defense wasn't quite as good then as it is now, but if you look at everything else, it's the same video, just Dak is doing it, Romo, Romo isn't, okay, Romo's not behind quarterback. The other thing is the playbook. You know, I think every week Dak is, you know, picking up more plays, and we saw him get downfield a little bit with, with Dez, and that was great. Um, but we saw a lot of struggling. Saw him miss some throws. We 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 saw a, a very bad interception in the red zone. You know, we we saw the fact that he is still a rookie. And I'm not saying I'm not knocking him. He's my quarterback. Okay, you know, put the to thing on, but he's my quarterback. I'm not. I'm just I'm just observing, saying okay. And for three quarters, Cowboy fans were sitting there like, oh, man. You know, I even saw, I swear to God, I saw on the Cowboy fan page people calling for Romo. The same people that have been calling for Dak Prescott, they're posting, okay, it's time to bring Romo back. That's why I hate Cowboy fans because you're wishy-washy. I, I, I don't get it. But anyway, so I thought about this long and hard because I said to JB last week, even though I'm supporting Romo, if, 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 if Dak is able to go in and get this victory against Philly, I might change my mind, right? And, man, I was watching NFL Network after the game, and Deion Sanders does this pretty cool thing where he FaceTimes players, like, right after the game and talks to them. Um, it's pretty cool. Although he's – I love Deion, but, man, he's still so freaking arrogant. Dude, you don't play anymore, okay? You're an analyst now. Chill. You got to anyway. ball to get the call. Yeah, I know, but damn, man, you you know, I get it, but, you, you know, you don't play no more. It's not your time, man. It's their time, you know? But anyway, um, and he talked to Dez Bryant after the game, and, and Dez said some things that really resonated me about the locker room, and he said, Prime, you got to see it, man. It's flowing. It did the feeling we have, and I was like, damn, you know? Um, and then I watched the Jason – Witten post game, you know he's played more games than any cowboy ever, uh, more consecutive games than any cowboy ever, and they gave him the game ball. Of course, he caught the game winning touchdown. Great game, by the way. Caught the game winning touchdown. Um, and if you watch the video, you don't see Tony Romo. I mean, he's there. I had to watch it like four or five times, and I just catch a little clip of him with his hat. I said, "There he is," <laughs> but he ain't there. You see Dak. You see Dez, you know, you see the team, you don't see Tony Romo. I said, wow. I was like, damn, man. You know, so it got me thinking, man, like, this is getting deep, man. I mean, like, like when you look at on-field performance, Tony's better. I'm sorry. Tony Romo, healthy right now, is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, period. And I stand by that, assess- that, that assertion. But I gotta tell you, man, I'm 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 wavering because of what I saw 
what I heard from Dez and what I saw, I'm starting to waver. Now, I ain't there yet. I'm still with Tony. I'm still with the veteran. I'm still with the experience. I still don't think chemistry changes because you bring Tony back because everybody knows and loves Tony. It's his team. He's played with all these guys. He's sat on the sideline like a good trooper. He's not sitting over there pouting like a Cam Newton with the towel over his head. He's supporting. Dak throws the red zone interception. The camera cuts to Romo. You can read Romo's lip. It's okay. I don't know who he's talking to. But I'm sure whatever he did with Dak after that was supportive. But you can you watch the video, and you can see Romo go, it's okay. That's, his, that's, that's what he brings to this team, steady leadership. So I'm going to be honest and say I'm, I'm, I'm cracking right now. I'm cracking. I am. I'm cracking. I'm softening on my stance. But I haven't cracked just yet. I still right now have to say 55-45, I'm going with Romo win 100%. I still think that this guy brings more to the table if he's 100% than Dak. And you give him one or two series, and it's just like he never – I mean, the guy's a veteran. He's not Brady, but he's a veteran. Give him a couple series out there, and it's going to be like he never missed a beat. That offense is going to click, and he's going to get more out of that offense than Dak can get right now. So I will admit – I'm getting a little weak. I'm getting a little shaky. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. Hang in there, T. Hang in there. I'm scared, Trey. I need your help, brother. I need your help, Hang man. I ain't, I ain't sitting over there in Chicago where I got Jay Cutler and Brian Hoyer. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, man, that's pretty easy. <laughs> Fucking can't stand Jay, Jay Cutler. Cutler. Yeah, he's Jay smart. Cutler and Matt Barkley. That's who we got. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I ain't sitting over there in Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger, a Hall of Famer, and Landry Jones. You know, plays in the water. <laughs> I ain't sitting over there. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there with a guy who is our future, who 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 played three quarters like garbage, and then in that last quarter in overtime, man, just just did stuff that rookies don't do. And I'm sorry, people said Carson Wentz. Hey, Carson Wentz is going to be a great quarterback. But he ain't a great quarterback now. The biggest play, the 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 longest play. Pass play was 14 yards. Dude is checked down Charlie, man. He ain't getting the ball downfield. Yeah, they, the Cowboys second they got ain't all that. What's that? So, so they, I think that's kind of the personnel because those receivers suck. <laughs> that Philly got. But, yeah, I agree. 14 yards? 14 no, yards? Uh, the There's third short pass. He's away the long ball. That's why he couldn't get it down the field. You see some of them other nah, games. Man. But he's, he's been chucking it down yeah. there. He hasn't quite been checked down, Charlie. I think that Dallas nah. defense – up he doesn't. He doesn't really get the ball downfield too often. He doesn't. Really, um, no, he does that often. No. And I, I, I will agree. He, he does he, it all the time, but I'm saying he does try to get the ball down the field. But I think Cowboys scheme I'm, took away that on well, on Sunday I, night. Well, I, I, you know, I know a little bit about our secondary and about our defense, and I give us some credit. I give the scheme some credit, um, but. You know, the Cowboys defense is bend, don't break. It's not – that defense isn't designed to do that. So, um, I'll, I'll give the defense some credit because they did it. So, I can't say I can't not give them credit. Um, but I haven't seen Wentz really go downfield a lot because he doesn't really have – I mean, Jordan Matthews is probably uh, his best receiver. And that other guy, the guy with the crazy name, man, that dude looked like he could be a monster, man, and he can't hold on to the ball, man. So, uh, Green Beckham. Yeah, that, that, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, um, 
good problem for you guys to have. It's and a great problem to have. Yeah, you have a contingency plan one way or another. Well, but you got to be careful because you can't – You can't. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't agree. Make the decision and stick to the decision. I don't agree with if Dak starts to play poorly, then bring in Romo. I think you have that's to what I win don't Romo. Want. Yeah, that's what I'm I don't sorry. want to happen right there. Uh, I, yeah, that's no. why I'm agreeing with you, T. That's what I don't want to see right there. No. no, I think you have to make a decision in the next few weeks when Romo starts. You know, okay, he he. I thought he'd be ready for Cleveland. They're is, saying he's not ready. Is he healthy? I'm thinking. Well, I mean, his back is healed now. They're rehabbing still, and they're getting his core strong, and you know they're they're doing all these things. But you know, I know back when it was hurt, what the timeline was. I know what I've been hearing every week, and the target was. The Philly game, home game, right after the bye week. Yeah. That's been the target all along. Then as it got closer and Dak starts winning, then I started hearing, well, they're going to look at the Cleveland game because with the collective bargaining agreement, he's only going to get one practice in before Philly. He's going to need more than that. So, okay, now they're looking at the Cleveland game. Okay, fine. Plus, Cleveland, Philly, what's, which game would you want to come back if you haven't played all season? That's <laughs> Cleveland. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I'm expecting Cleveland. Then Jerry Jones, right after the game, not even, didn't even get into the week, says, oh, Dak will play next week. <laughs> I mean, you know, dude was like, yeah. hey, what about Romo ain't playing, Dak's playing. Yep, yep, nope. And we're just going to play this thing out. Well, that's what we're going to do. We're going to play this thing out. And I'm listening. I'm like, what happened? You know, I, we, I, I thought Romo was coming back. Oh, well, you know, we're going to just we're just gonna see. Uh, he's not ready. So there's nothing, nothing to talk about. He's not healthy. Oh, he's you see, he was ready up until I saw that fourth quarter in overtime by Dak, and now Dak's the guy. So, yep. Yeah, man. So, so you know, Jerry's just sitting up there like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's sitting there like, hey, hey, Tony, man, that back still hurt a little bit, don't it? Yeah, I know it does, man. Okay, we'll give you another week off. You're getting paid. What do you care, you know? And uh, so I, I don't want to see them say um, – We've made a decision. Dak is the starter. And then Dak goes in against Pittsburgh. Ben comes back. Pittsburgh mollywops the Cowboys 41-5. to And then they say, okay, we're putting Romo in. I don't want to see that. I don't think that's fair to Tony or to Dak. If you say Dak's your quarterback, you ride him. Barring injury, you ride him. If you say Romo's the quarterback, if you say, okay, we said this was Romo's team all along, Romo is now 100%, he's practiced well, he's healthy, and he's the starter, then you ride Romo no matter what. You don't play this because either guy can go in and win. If one guy plays poorly, we're putting the other guy in. I, I No. You make a freaking decision, and you live with the outcome of that decision, period, barring injury. That's, that's what I think you do. Because if Dak is your future, then let him be your future. If Romo is your present, then you let him be your present. That's it. And then in the off season, then you can evaluate. You can sit there and say, okay, you know, what are we going to do with this quarterback situation? But during the season, make a decision and stick to it. And I hope they do because, you know, you got to come. At some point, guys, come on, Jerry, Steven. You know, I said in my video last night, whether it's Jerry Jones, Steven Jones, or Indiana Jones, I think the Cowboys are going to stick to Dak Prescott. That's what I said in my video last night, and I believe that. But at some point, you got to just come out and say it. You got to come out and just make it, boom, Dak is the starter for the rest of the year. And I believe that's what's going to happen, by the way, just because I'm on the fence about it. Trains saying, you know, we, we're, I think Dak has earned a job 
unfortunately, I, it's, it's I, I, and then we'll move on. But, you know, when you're such a fan of a team as we are of our team and you have to face, you know, when DeMarcus Ware left, it was like, oh, man, you know, when Troy Aikman retired, man, you know, I remember when Roger Starback retired. You know, I mean, it's hard, man, when you have to sit there and face that this guy that's been your leader for so many years, you know, and, and now he's gone. You guys had it recently with Brian Urlacher over there in Chicago, you know, and, and now they're gone. What's that? I said, tell me about it. We're still hurting. Yeah, you know, and it, it's emotional when you're a fan and that's been the guy. And, you know, every year that's your guy, every year, every year, every year. And now? You know, like you bring in this rookie, and now he's the guy, and what's going? And then, and then you have to accept that maybe Tony's going to go play for somebody else next year. Maybe he's going to be a Jet. Maybe he's going to be a Brown. Maybe he's going to be a a Forty Nine er Who the hell knows? A bear. What? A bear. What? He's going to be a bear. What? <laughs> I, I say, I say Jets. If he if he goes anywhere, I say Jets because of Todd somewhere. Todd. <sighs> All right, we gotta move on now. I'm about, you know, I, you know, I don't I, be depressed. Don't be depressed. He's a young franchise quarterback. We're not sorry for you, man. Come on, come on. I want to lose him, man. I just, I don't want to lose him. I know, him. I know. You can't have it no. all. Damn it. It's hard. NFL teams need quarterbacks. They need quarterbacks. Look at the NFL. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just hard. <laughs> but you know, there's one thing that we have to, we have to admit, we have to always accept. Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to do a video during the show to submit the first take, but I'm not going to do it because I'm not feeling it. You know, that was harder to do than I thought it would be. I'm used to radio, guys. I'm used to talking. I'm not used to the video part of it, you know? And when I was doing it last night, it took me 10 takes before I came up with something that I thought was okay, and then I only thought it was okay. I didn't think it was great. So it, it is a lot harder than I thought. I mean, I, I know what I'm talking about, but now I'm recording myself doing it, and it's not just flowing. It, it's tough, man, and I'm not going to record one tonight. Man. Maybe tomorrow. I didn't really hear anything on first take today other than they talked about big, uh, Tom Brady and whether or not um, he's the best of all time, and I was going to chime into into that discussion, um, but I'll save that for another day. Um, but that said, uh Jamie Collins. <laughs> oh, to be linebacker Jamie Collins and to go to sleep at seven and one, feeling good about your team, and to wake up and, um, yeah, uh, congratulations. You got a free one way ticket to Cleveland, Owen Hsville, um, K Star. Why? Why did this happen? <laughs> He, he probably was like, oh, you mean like like the team is really enthused about my play and they're giving me tickets to the World Series game, Cleveland? Like, you know, it's a team outing to watch the Cleveland ver- Cleveland Indians versus Cubs? Or like, you don't mean like I'm traded there, right? Yeah, he got traded and it was a shock. And I, honestly, a little um, from what I've heard and gathered, it's just 
primarily because of uh, contract discussions and what kind of uh, market he is commanding and looking for and, and the money he's seeking out. And apparently that is Von Miller-esque money, which is top dollar. Um, I believe Von Miller's highest paid defensive player, maybe even player in the NFL at this point. And the Patriots, you know, they, they, they're good for a reason because they don't really dole out those contracts too often. Um, so apparently <clears throat> wanted to get something out of him which was a third-round pick from Cleveland, without having to deal with the money aspect to it. Um, and apparently there were some rumors that maybe it's because he's, you know, a little bit of a freelancer, too much of their liking. But, I, I mean, I don't know. That guy's been there for a few years, and he's always been touted as a very good linebacker, and now he helped win in the Super Bowl. So I don't really think it's necessarily that. I think it has more to do with, we're not going to pay you. We're going to get something out of you. Bye. Okay. JB, any thoughts? No, mine are very similar, and I've heard the same things, pretty much going rogue on defense and, and, and blowing assignments. And I've also heard a lot about the money that he's wanting in his contract year. You know, Patriots are a savvy organization when it comes to that. I mean, you look at the Richard Seymours of the world, how they shipped him out, um, some other players off the top of the head I can't remember, but they've done the same thing. So this isn't something that is – out of the ordinary for the Patriots, they've done this before, so this is kind of standard procedure for them. So it's not a huge surprise. The fact that they got a third-round compensatory pick, that probably is more a surprise than anything else. But uh, they they have managed to bring players in, coach them up, and uh, that's what they've done in the past. I see them doing that again in the future. Trey, anything to add? I don't care what anyone said. I was dirty. All teams <laughs> want to play. I don't care what y'all say. Out of all teams, out of all 31 teams in the NFL, you mean to tell me that the Cleveland Browns gave you the best offer for arguably the best duty on your defense? <laughs> That's just wrong. Hey, listen, man. I agree with Train 100%, man, 100%. Uh, listen, <clears throat> something happened here. Maybe he, maybe it was the Von Miller-level money he thought he deserved, and Bill Belichick said, I'm going to send him a – this was done intentional. This was done to say, you are here, and we do things a certain way, and you try to buck how we do things. We're not, we not just going to get rid of you. We're going to send you to football purgatory. Okay, and and that's what they did. Okay, they, they, this was sending a message not only to this guy but to the members of the team. Y'all want to try something like this, making unreasonable demands during the season, thinking that we won't trade you just before the deadline. I mean, I, train. I agree with you one hundred percent. This was dirty. Dude, dude was sitting there talking about I'm heading to the Super Bowl, man. Look out! Now he's talking about Dan. Can we get a win? <laughs> you know, it's just, although I think I, I don't know how many games you have to play in the NFL. They so that's eight games. He might have played enough that if they go to the Super Bowl and win, he might still get a ring. Now, 
not totally sure about that. I, I, I'll research that. But you, you, there, there is something in the in the in the rules. If you started the season with a team, you, there's a certain amount of games that if you're on the roster and you get traded, um, you still get a ring if they go to the Super Bowl. So, because um, there was a guy, I want to say it was last year that actually played for both uh, Denver um, and Carolina. I believe it was last year. And and they, they, people were saying, I'm pretty sure it was last year. Don't quote me. It could have been the year before. But he played for both teams in the same season. People were like, oh, you got it made, bro. Either way, you get in the ring, you know. Um, so, anyway. Uh, yeah, I just had to touch on that because that, that was kind of dirty. All right. Um, last topic before we get into some game picks for the night. Um, this one's pretty – this one, I think – I'm curious what you guys think. I'm going to start with K-Star on this one. This is a pretty interesting – I mentioned about Tom Brady being the greatest of all time. We're not going to bother with that, you know. But, hey, he's played four games lights out. Lights out. 4-0, no interceptions, 1,200 yards, but he missed four games due to suspension. Should Tom Brady be an MVP candidate, even though the most games that he can play in this season is 12, should he be eligible for MVP consideration? My ask K-Star first. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're okay, so if you're as dominant in 12 games, or that's greater than the rest of the NFL relative to 16, then yeah, absolutely. If you're telling me that Brady um, is doing so much for his team, yeah, to, to pose that kind of you know substantial lead and just better overall play than the rest of the NFL quarterback, you know, tight end, whatever the rest of the NFL, then yeah, absolutely. I mean, 12 games, considerable, uh, still a considerable sample. And, um, again, I mean, Brady playing out of his mind right now, so we'll see how if it's sustained, which I'm sure it will be because it's Tom freaking Brady. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I don't see why not. The guy's the best player in the NFL, and he goes undefeated or maybe lose, loses one game toss. Why not? If he's that much better than everyone else, yeah. Okay. JB, what do you think? Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I mean, granted, he was suspended for a game and he got 12 holes that he can play. You look at the full body of work, it's really no different than someone that was hurt missed four games. Yeah, out four games regardless of the reason. If he's tearing it up the way he continues to tear it up, then, yeah, I see him in the discussion for MVP, and I don't have a problem with it. Okay. Well, I, I will disagree. It's not the same thing. He was suspended. He wasn't injured. He was suspended for cheating. So I mean I think that's relevant here. I don't I don't I, he wasn't you know injured and you know he was suspended you know um, but uh, train no yeah I mean but the, the reason the reason is relevant it's not he wasn't just injured or you know he, he was he 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 was healthy he just he, he there's a, there's an NFL penalty you know attached to his behavior attached to his conduct and uh, that's why he missed four games so. Um, he may he may play enough snaps to qualify, but then it gets to the moral implication of rewarding someone that had to miss four games due to cheating. Do you do you do you say okay he's still eligible or not? Uh, you know, so that's the other part of this. Train, what do you th- what do you say? Hey, all forgive me. I really don't have anything to add to this. I really don't see the big deal. You know, unless you got some kind of policy that says uh, that goes with what you just stated, T. Other than that, then if he plays well and he's MVP worthy, then 
them being considered. I, I really don't see the big deal. Well, I think the big deal is the fact that I don't know if there's a policy. I don't know that we've had a situation where a guy of his caliber that plays at that level comes into the season and suspended for four games for a rule violation. Um, so I don't know if there's a, you know, that's why it's a question because this may be the first time we've actually had to deal with this. So my opinion is no, hell no, hell no. I don't give, I don't give a damn if you go undefeated, you go 12 and all, throw for 8,700 yards, you know, 3000 touchdowns. I don't care. I think this year he doesn't get uh, the ability to be the MVP. The most valuable player in the league should not be a guy who was suspended for four games for some sort of rule violation. No matter how you want to spin it or interpret it, he appealed it and blah, blah, blah. He was suspended for a rule violation. So if you have any conduct detrimental to the NFL, then you come back, okay, yeah, cool, welcome back. You get to play and make your money. But I don't think he should. I think I don't I you talk about protecting the shield and the integrity of the game. Well, really? I personally think there should be some sort of disqualifying factor no matter how good he plays. Now, does he get to earn it because he played 12 and everybody I mean that's that's a debatable discussion. I think there's there's um a certain amount of, you know, uh plays you have to play to for your stats to count and for you to be, you know, if you're, you know, get quarterback rating, you know, you have a minimum of a certain amount of plays, I'm pretty sure he's going to exceed those requirements. Um, so I don't really see that as much of an issue, but I I I am personally, I think we're 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 dabbling in new territory here. The NFL is aggressively uh suspending people. They've got this, you know, you smoke weed, you get, you know, break this rule, four game suspension, 10 game suspension, you know, banned from the league. They're being very serious about this stuff. So I I am of the agreement uh, uh the position that if um because of the fact that he was suspended for four games for, you know, what went on in the, in the Colts championship game and his involvement in that and breaking the cell phone and the lack of cooperation and all that, I don't think the suspension is just, okay, you got suspended, but I don't think you turn around and say you, you can be the MVP. I think they should have been the rules accordingly to, to make that where it's not a debate, where we don't debate it anymore. It's a part of the rules. Oh, yeah, and by the way, sir, um, because you were suspended for four games, you can't be the league's most valuable player. That That's my take on it. Um, all right. Let's see what else we got here. Let's go to some game picks. That's what we've got left. Game picks. Yeah, that's the ticket. Game picks. All right. Game picks. Let's start with Dr. Train. This is a game near and dear to his heart. Uh, we've got the Detroit Lions, 4-4. Four and four at Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, before we do that, pause that. Let's get back, let's, let's get back to the power rankings, man. Yeah. Let's get to the power yeah. rankings. Let's, let's, let's do the power rankings, man. You know, got to enjoy the power rankings. Um, so, JB sends in his. He's got the Pats number one, Cowboys number two, Broncos three, Raiders four, Falcons five. K-Star has the exact same Pats, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders, Falcons. Train a little bit different. Pats, Cowboys, Broncos, Raiders, Chiefs. Uh, Commissioner T, a little different. Pats, Cowboys, Raiders, Broncos, 
Falcons. Um, and, you know, at this point, it's still, we're barely halfway through the league. I think when you look at the Raiders, the Broncos, the Falcons, and the Chiefs, yeah, you know, there's really no argument there. They're, they're all kind of interchangeable. Um, you, know, the, the, you know, we're going to talk about the Raiders-Broncos game. Raiders are winning the division right now, but they're about to play the Broncos, so we'll, we'll see who the better team is. That will certainly clear up, clear up a few things. Uh, Falcons just had a great win over um, the, the, the Packers. The Chiefs have won three in a row. Um, and, and that division is, is really tight right now. You got six and two, six and two, and five and two, you know, in the AFC West. So that, that's, that's a very tight division. So, you know, I, I don't think there's really anything to debate here. But final rankings are Pats, number one, pretty clear. Cowboys, number two. I don't believe you heard me. Cowboys. Number two. You know, I almost was going to make an argument for the Cowboys being number one because they, they have the longest winning streak in the NFL. They're 6-0. and Not even the Patriots at 7-1 and have a six-game winning streak. Um, but because they are 7-1 and and the Cowboys are 6-1, and I said, okay, I'll have to acquiesce to the one-game better record. But I was close, guys, to arguing with y'all that maybe the Cowboys should be number one for that reason, six consecutive wins. Um, and the Patriots don't have that, but I, I said, nah, not yet. Nah, I, I'll, 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 I'll let another couple of weeks go by and see. Maybe in a couple more weeks, I'll have a stronger argument. Um, number three consensus would be the Broncos. Number four, the Raiders, and number five, the Falcons. So those are our um, power rankings. And just to compare, there was one um, one website, uh, sbnation.com. Had the had the Patriots number one, had the Broncos number two. I don't get that. Broncos number two, Cowboys number three, Vikings number four. I definitely don't agree with that. And then the Falcons number five. So, um, that's what they had. All right, let's go to some picks. Uh, all right, so Dr. Train, Lions 4-4 four and four at the Vikings 5-2, and two. a game very relevant in your division. If your Bears are going to try to make a move, they're certainly not out of it yet. A lot of football left to play. Maybe Cutler has found new life. Who knows? Um, that said, Lions at the Vikings, uh, who you got? Uh, the Lions winning would aid the Bears more, but um, I think the Vikings will uh, get it together for this one. All right. JB? Ooh, this is a close one. You know, Matthew Stafford is actually having a very solid year. Quiet has kept. He is really playing lights out. He is balling so far this year. I really feel, however, the Vikings with the home field, if they're going to figure it out, I'm going to take the Vikings still. All right. Okay, Star? Yeah, too, I'm going to go with Minnesota, uh, divisional game. And, I mean, you know, there's nothing like coming back and playing at home. And I think that's exactly what they'll need in the spot, so Minnesota. Yeah, the blueprint to beat Minnesota is out there, but I don't think the Lions have the personnel on defense to do it, to be totally honest with you. So I'm going to go with the Vikings, too. All right. Eagles, 4-3 and three at the Giants, 4-3. and three. Both teams are – two games behind the number one in the NFC East. Oh, yeah, and they're number one in the NFC, Dallas Cowboys. Anyway, um, JB, your division, I'll start with you. Eagles at the Giants. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Eagles in this one. I think that they're going to figure out what they did wrong, bounce back, and have a better game. Giants coming off of a bye. Uh, you would think that they'll be more prepared. Uh, they just seem to be a bit inconsistent for me, a little too much. So I'm going with the Eagles. All right. Dr. Train. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Eagles as well. I kind of like uh, what Schwartz does on defense, and um, I think he can do enough to uh, shake up the Giants. Okay. K-Star. Yeah, I'm going with the Giants. I mean, it's a tough loss, you know, overtime loss, a division rival, and now back on the road against a team off the bye. I like, I like the Giants to uh, drop some offense and get some things corrected on their end. Okay. Giants are beatable at home. Um, I, I'm reluctantly going to the Eagles. I could, I might change my mind by game time, but right now I, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, not a fan of Swartz, but he is a good defensive coordinator. Um, and Giants just, they're, they're not solid at home. And like I said, you wait on Eli, just hang around. He'll get, he'll give you, he'll give you some options. He'll give you some chances. Um, all right. Arguably the game of the week. Um, tough, uh, almost hard to believe we're saying this, but Broncos six and two at my man Chuck's Raiders six and two. Um, you know, I don't want to say surprising because they've been coming on over the last couple of years. Unlike uh, somebody's Jaguars that actually haven't yeah, yeah, yeah. come yeah, on yeah. At, at at all. Man, JB, are you, are, you, are, you re- are you ready to just say, the dude, fellas, I was wrong? I was just wrong, no. bro. I was wrong. No, no, because like I said before, I'll say it uh, again. I'm really in the year that it's got to be the coach that you look at this team struggle. And I've seen this team play uninspired football. Now, I'll admit why I'm wrong when they start trading away some of these key pieces that they've acquired if they continue to keep their head coach. If they get another coach, and keep these pieces in play, and they still can't win, then I'm then I'm wrong. But until that but, happens, but you made this prediction with this coach, though. Is my point. You didn't make it with another coach. You made it with this coach. I, I made this, this prediction with, with this caveat that if they start to struggle, look at the coach. And no, you said that, that this year. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, don't recreate history now. You said that this year. Yeah, but they made this year. Yeah, but yeah, that was this year. But this was a year or two ago that you said keep an eye on the Jaguars, and I laughed at you. I said really, and you said yeah, keep an eye on the Jaguars. And yeah, I'm I still waiting. And this was right. under Gus Bradley as a head coach, and they have done nothing under Gus Bradley. So my point is, when you originally made your your claim, you said under Gus Bradley, look out for the Jaguars, and I say yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. So now you're I, I, now you're amending your claim and saying, well, this year I said Gus Bradley was the one that's going to take them to the promised land. I never said Gus Gus Bradley's going to lead them. I never said Gus Bradley's going to lead them. I never put his name out there. I never put but, his he name on it. but he was the coach. But he was the coach when you made the coach. Oh, so now they need now they need a different head coach. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying yeah, they need a different head coach. I wasn't completely oh, sold on to begin with. I really wasn't. But when you look at the talent they've acquired through the draft and through free agency, yeah, I thought this was a team to watch. They played uninspired football, and they do need another coach. 
Okay. Just so we're clear, though, you are change. You have changed your original statement. Was the team? There was no caveat about the coach. Now this year, you threw in the caveat about the coach after a year or two of misery for this team, and so it's a different prediction. The original prediction was with this guy as the head coach. You said, "Look out for the Jaguars," and I said at that time, "No." Nah. So I just want to be clear. You got to watch to see the progress. I mean, it's no different than you talking about you starting to crack with Romo versus Prescott. You got to see progress. You got to see something. So we've had a chance to see something. We've seen uninspired football from him. Right, right. So, so what I'm saying is your original prediction is wrong. You can't come back three years later, two years later, three years later, and say, well, okay, they bring in another coach, then look at him. Okay, that's a different prediction because it's a different team. The team that you said would go somewhere was under Gus Bradley. You said there was a lot of talent, and under this coach, look out. And I said, uh-uh. But you keep saying under this coach, I spoke specifically about the team. You keep wanting to to connect me with the coach. Because there wasn't an original qualifier. That's why. There wasn't an original qualifier of, oh, when they get the right coach. You said, nah, the team, keep an eye on them. They're going to be good in a couple years. And I'm going to continue to watch them because I saw the same blueprint that our Cowboys did back 20, 25 years ago, where they were getting the pieces in place to make some type of a run to get better each year, year after year, the same way the Cowboys did. So, yes, I said this is a team to watch because of the moves that they're making. Now that they've made these moves, they need to have a coach that's going to do it because I haven't seen anything from Bradley Duskwad that's saying that he can do the job. At first, I thought, well, okay, you've got the pieces in place. Coach can do his job. They'll start to go somewhere. Coach not doing his job. Coach so what makes you think it's the coach and not – hold on. What makes you think it's the coach and not Blake Bortles? Because Blake Bortles is terrible, and I guarantee you that has nothing to do with the coach. Blake Bortles is bad. Blake Bortles has regressed terribly, and I will, I will definitely agree to that. Uh, we don't know if it's all Blake Bortles. We don't know if it's all the coaches. But something has to be changed, period. Something's got to change. Because last year, from looking at his, his freshman year, or freshman, his rookie year to his sophomore campaign, you saw the increase in, in ability. Now, in his third year, he's going backwards. So something's not right there. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and again, your new prediction, we will have to see. But the original prediction that you, you don't want to admit was wrong was wrong. That's all I'm saying. The original prediction was, was, did not happen. And I think we've given it enough time under this coach to see if something would happen. You even said a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, well, you know, not made, something to I'm paraphrasing. They may not have a great chance, but in their division, they're still alive. You know, you were still hanging on to some type of, you know, and I, you know I just, it's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Well, but at that time, it was the truth. It was the truth. They were only about a game and a half out of first place. That wasn't a, a prediction or anything. That was the truth. They were still in it at that point. But what yeah, I've seen yeah. from that point, sit uninspiring. Yeah. Yeah. So so we will now retire the original prediction because I think it's been given enough time. And I told you I wasn't going to – I said it ain't going to happen. We're going to watch the Jags and see, and I think we've given it enough time where it ain't going to happen. So now the next thing will be if they get – or not really. At this point, I don't think it's an if anymore. I think it's a when they get a new head coach. It'd be lucky if this guy makes it through the season. Um, get a new coach. Will this coach be able to sustain performance out of this squad or not? 
that'll be the next question, and uh, and 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 we will see. Yeah, so that's it. I mean, anything anything is possible. That's all I'm going to say. They they might get worse with a new coach. They might get better. Yeah, who knows what's going to happen with the current coach? We'll see. Okay, well, I think we know what's happening with the current coach. I think I I mean, obviously anything's possible, but we live in a prediction business, and I don't. There's nothing nothing going on that would lead anybody to say that this team's going to turn it around under Gus Brad. They look horrible. I mean, I, I watched it, and I said, let me just watch this team to see what I see, and I could, I, it got unwatchable. It was just bad. So, yeah, under Gus Bradley, there's nothing left. Under the next coach, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it didn't argue to be made that the Browns are a better team than the Jaguars right now. Really? Yeah. I agree. I'm, I'm being serious because at least at least with the Browns, they they play to win every game. You see fighting them. They just haven't been able to close out a lot of these games. That could be a 500 team if they get to close out some games. But they haven't been able to close anything out. Up 21 points on the Jets. Up 20 points on the Ravens. Both teams come back and beat them. So they can't close games out. That's their biggest problem right now. So they at least come to play. They come to fight. I haven't, I've seen a couple of Jaguar games and, and this, that, that uh, uh, game out in London. Oh, my gosh. That was pitiful. That was pitiful. Not the game out in London, too. The, the Thursday night game, the one where they played on uh, the Titans. Yeah, it was terrible. terrible. Yeah, that, that was um, what got off of one one last comment, and then we'll finish our predictions and get out of here. Uh, Cowboys, you're going to play Cleveland in Cleveland. Uh, be careful. Jay is right. That team plays to win. They're 0-8. They're starving for a win. They've got nothing to lose. Their season is already – they're done for the year. So their Super Bowl would be to beat the 6-1 and Dallas Cowboys. Be careful. Don't take them boys lightly. You better, get, you better play your play, – you better play like you're playing the Eagles again. Okay, I'm telling you, or you will lose. All right, uh, Broncos six and two at Raiders six and two. Let's go to JB first on this one. Going to be a great game. I'm going with the Broncos because the Raiders are seemingly a better team on the road than they are at home. I'm going to go with the Broncos. All right, Doctor Train. This is probably definitely maybe one of the better games of the week, but. I don't trust the Raiders' defense. I know the Broncos have defense, and I know they can definitely uh, generate some pull. I mean, the Raiders uh, are going to put some points up, but I think at the end of the day, uh, the Broncos will put it off. Close one. K-Star. So, this is a team that around the same time when JB was touting Jaguars, I was touting the Raiders. I think uh, the Raiders are doing pretty well. However, I, I don't think even still – they're at a position where they're going to beat Denver unless they get some pressure on Simeon and play really well defensively. And to this point this season, they've been winning games in spite of their defense. So I think that Denver um, wins this one in a close close game. I, I love Oakland, both of what they're doing, but we got some more defensively. So, so who did you say? Denver. Okay. You know, this is disgusting, man. All everybody is going for Denver. Raiders are six and two. You know what I'm saying? Five and oh on the road. I know this is a home game, but five and on the road, six and two, and nobody is picking the Raiders? What's up with y'all, man? That's that is as Stephen A. Smith would say, that is son, I'm not gonna quote him. But dude, nobody is picking nobody? That's okay. Commissioner T is here. 
I'm going with going to Broncos. <laughs> I'm going to Broncos. <laughs> I'm going with the Broncos too. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> before we go with the Spurs, before we go with the okay, so I ain't gonna let you slide that little jab in there. And you ain't gonna get hit that with another counter. That wasn't a jab. That was the right hook. That's <laughs> true. And you you swung and you missed. When in the blue hell have you started going after the Raiders? Because I started talking about the Jags. Um, you want to check the tape? I was about the Raiders' offense well before it popped. I even got Facebook posts, brother. I have all kinds of documentation on that. I was about the Raiders' <laughs> offense was running. Hold on, stop. I'll exactly I'll pull myself. I said the, the Raiders' offense were running the Chip Kelly scheme better than the Eagles were. I've been saying that for a while because they had the pieces in place. So, yeah. Hold on, then. I recall preseason. We both were talking about the Raiders. Uh, oh, okay. Well, now you want to talk about everyone. All right. <laughs> now, you, now you want to claim other teams, too. All right. All right. Actually, you want to touch all the NFL maps. Who's who's talking? We're getting a little feedback, but who's talking? Look, my last statement was if I had to blow out your ass, but not smash the thing right now. Okay. You the one with the feedback, Jay? Hold on. Uh, yeah, that's JB. No, that's not JB. All right, let's see. No, that's not JB. All right. Nope, that's Dr. Train with the feedback. All right, oh, we got one. Yeah, we got one more prediction. We're going to get on out of here. Bills at the Seahawks. Dr. Train, who you got? Seattle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's only interesting because Rex Ryan is the head coach of the Bills. <laughs> but I think I'm going to go with Seattle on this one. Well, Seattle just lost, too, so. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh, K Star, who you got? I'm going with Buffalo. Seattle. We talked about Minnesota being flawed with that fatal flaw, but Seattle's kind of looking like they got a fatal flaw on offense because Russell Wilson cannot move. He's hurt. You can see it, dude. They couldn't even put up points at New Orleans. Everyone does. That's a red flag, major red flag. And, you know, the Bills, you know, despite being, you know, getting Tom brady have one of the better defenses in the NFL, and they definitely get a lot of heat on the quarterback. And Russell Wilson's a sitting duck, man. I, I like I like Buffalo to win this game, and I think LaShawn McCoy should be back then too, which, you know, it'd be contingent if McCoy plays. But I like Buffalo if that's the case, if he's playing. All right, J.B.? No, I'm going with Seattle. That 12th man is going to be the difference maker. Percy Harvin coming out of retirement, that's all well and good. If, if uh, um, McCoy and Kurt Gillis look pretty good, but you know what? That, that 12th man makes a difference. That crowd gets behind that team. They're a different team. I'm going with Seattle. Percy Harvin will be a non-factor. He should stay retired. Um, all right. All right. Uh, I'm going with Seattle. Uh, they're home. And you know, I, I you know, I, I'm not overly impressed with Seattle this year, but they they're good enough to beat Buffalo. So, uh especially at home. If it was in Buffalo, I might go with K Star. I might I might go ahead and take Buffalo at home. Um, but you know, Buffalo's gotta travel cross country and after that loss they just had, uh, to Tom Brady, 
Um, then, you know, I mean, imagine being Buffalo. You got to lose to New England and Tom Brady. Now you got to go play Seattle in Seattle. You know, good luck. Good luck to you, Buffalo. Um, all right. Uh, we are at the end of the show. So let's do final thoughts, final words. Uh, uh, we'll go with Dr. Train first. Any final thoughts? Um, well, five week coming up. So we should get some uh, starters back after the bye week. I'm definitely on defense. I'm really only optimistic about the remainder of the season because I think the defense will play better. So still our wins will be contingent on how well Jay Cutler plays. Also, in the meantime, the Cubs are like they're going to stretch it to a game seven. So, uh, yeah, it should be fun to watch another Chicago team win something. All right. All right. Uh, K-Star, any final words? Yeah, hopefully Trainton just jinx the shit out of his Cubs. Jesus. Hell of a thing to say right there. Um, yeah, just looking for the games. What is this, week nine? Week nine we're entering? So, um, man, we're more than halfway through, which eight. sucks. Week, week eight. Oh, week eight? All right, no, we're halfway wait. through, which sucks. Wait a minute. Patriots is seven and one. Or maybe it is seven. Yeah, another eight. Oh, it is. Yeah, Cowboys had a bye. So it is week nine. I'm sorry. You're right. It's week nine. Uh, either way, this sucks because we're, uh, we're, we're officially, uh, you know, past the halfway point of the season. Um, so just remember, you know, let's try to enjoy these games as much as we can and try to soak them up as much as we can because we know damn well once it's week 16, 17, we're going to be boo-hooing because football is about to be gone. Um, so sometimes we just need to make sure we appreciate it when it's here and catch these games. So, yeah, just enjoy the football weekend. Okay. Uh, J- JB? I'm curious to see how these ratings are going to go. We've been talking to the town the last couple of days, NFL ratings down, and, and people are going up in arms. I don't know if it's because of the presidential debates or because of the World Series or because of all the issues um, with, with folks getting hurt and concussions and whatnot. Who knows? But I'm curious to see what the ratings come out to be. Okay. I'm not worried about the ratings. You know, they said that the the World Series game beat the Cowboys Sunday night. Okay, it's the World Series versus a regular season football game. Yeah, I mean, the World Series can't beat a regular season football game, even if it is the Cowboys, which everyone knows is a ratings juggernaut. It doesn't matter. It's the way it's supposed to be. So, I mean, I'm not worried. And and people also have to realize with technology today, I mean, you know – 15 years ago, you had to make a choice, right? Now, you know, you got DVRs. You can record two, three shows at a time. So you can record, you can watch the World Series live, record the Cowboy game, or vice versa. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's not like people ain't going to watch all the sports. They're going to record everything and stay up all night watching it. That's all. That's when you don't go on Facebook because, you know, (laughs) you can't go, oh, man, now I know the score of the game, you know. Uh, Anyway, um, so listen, uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Mad Voice fans, uh, one week from tonight, we will be selecting um, a new president of the United States. And for that very reason, there will be no Madden Voice. I think everyone needs to uh, vote, and then you need to go and get by your, your TV or whatever communication device and watch the returns. And, le- and let's see, uh, it, this is far, far more important than football. 
uh, who is going to be the leader of this country and, 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 you know, and essentially the leader of the free world for the next four years. Will it be Donald Trump? Will it be Hillary Clinton? Uh, we will not debate that on this show. But what I will ask is that everybody should get out there and vote. And, you know, if you're on the fence, then go do your research. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for. That's not what the show is for. But just go and, and make an informed decision. Read up on both the candidates and um, go on YouTube and watch some things that, that they're saying and fact checks. Don't don't listen to the Internet memes that get posted around. They're all they're all crap for both of them. Don't listen to that. Do your own research if you're on the fence and make your own decision. But most importantly, vote because if you don't vote then you can't complain i can't hear you complaining about the state of the country if you won't take a half an hour hour out of your day drive to the polling place and vote for the candidates of choice so everybody get out there and vote next week um and vote for whoever you want to vote for it is your right to select the candidate that you want as long as it's hillary clinton but anyway um so with that said um <laughs> i cracked oh, myself God. up no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Vote for whoever you want to vote for. Um, but make sure you vote. There will be no show next uh, Tuesday night. I, for one, will be glued to the TV set from 8 o'clock on or whatever time the polls close and anxious to see who actually won this election. And, gosh, I am so glad that it's over. I am so glad that we only got one more yeah. week of this. <laughs> ah, so exhausting. Um, you know, so. Ooh, you? Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, as of now, there will be no show next week. Maybe the guys and I will get together and come up with an alternative, maybe another night, maybe YouTube, maybe I don't know. Um, I'll talk to these, 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 these co-hosts of mine and see if there's some alternative that they want to come up with. And if we can't come up with an alternative, then we'll just skip next week altogether and we'll be back the following week to continue. And we won't miss any more shows. Um, um, you know, the Madden voice, I can't speak individually, but as a show, we won't miss any more um, right up to the Super Bowl. So no show next week. Um, and as of now, we'll see you the following week. So, um, and get out there and vote, even if it's for Donald Trump. Okay, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say was there. Go vote for whoever, but vote! Crowd out loud. People died, you know, so that we can all go out there and vote. So please get out there and vote. So, um, so for Dr. Train, for JB, and for K Star, thank you for another great night of the Madden Voice. And remember, well, maybe I'll change it this week in lieu of the election. I will not say all feuds are settled on the field. I'll say all feuds will be settled at the polls. Get out there and vote. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Good night, everybody. Thank you.